morning, Mr. Boy. Oh, good morning, Mr. Shackman. How are you on this lovely day? Ah, oh, all nice and good and warm. I like the fire, man. Nice and toasty. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I was going for beautiful and crispy, but sure. I suppose you could also say wonderful and baking. Oh, shut up, bro. Throw some more reports on the fire, please, and hit the cook button. This, uh, this 3,000 word isn't going to burn for very long, Mr. Shackman. There are plenty more in the cupboard. Don't be lazy. Come on. Let's get on with it. The flamboyantly flamboyant smoke by report special should be ready soon. Those things are Shaka Shackman, Michael Burr, and as once more, I've got a video to show. The link is in the description for the podcast. Right, let's go back where it's beginning. Uh, we're looking at a fire engine. It's driving out of the fire station. There is a big yellow tube attached to it. And what it is, is while they start up the truck and get ready to go, it's an um, exhaust fume extractor. So while you start up in the confined space of the garage for the fire station, you don't smog everyone out or you know, whatever, the carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide everyone out um, inside the thing. So basically it just attaches to your exhaust. You can run the engine, you can keep it hot and whatever the case is while everyone gears up. And then it's on almost like a... There's a, there's a quick release, you can see yes, there's yeah. a thing there's there. a quick release there, it's on a bit of a, a gimbal or like a, a sliding rail up top so it can move along with the vehicle, it's not going to anywhere. It's got reinforcements in all the places where the pipe would kink to keep it open. Exactly. It's actually really clever. I mean, uh, I, was, I was trying to work out what it was going out, I thought, is this a quick, re is, is this an electrical umbilical cord, is it a quick release, you know, how you fill up the yeah. truck uh, while you wait, and then as it popped off, it's a case of... Uh, it wasn't definitely, okay, okay, exhaust, because exhaust comes out there. Yeah, you're right, because all big trucks have got pneumatic brakes, which means you've got to fire the thing up to charge up the... Um, exactly, especially for something that, that needs to then start moving quickly through potential traffic and stuff like that. Um, there, I mean, you potentially even could do something like that with electrical charging system, so your system stays plugged in until literally the last second you drive out. Okay, so what alternatives exist to this, Mr. Shepard? Well, I, I think... It, I mean, how would this have been solved 30 years ago? A ventilation system. Well, either don't do it, let the people... A nice big whirly bird up in the roof, open windows, the works. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, lots of... Why work. is that no longer in... Insufficient space in the city? Yeah, insufficient space, uh, crime. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. Uh, fire stations, if you've got a whole lot of open windows at that, it's very tempting for arsonists to be able to do stuff in. So effectively because of uh, changes to the inner city... And the fact that, uh, let's say, old condemned buildings in the city now, you know, the ground mm -hmm. floor, which used to be the lobby for an old hotel, that is now the fire station. And then you have got normal office stuff that happens above it. Um, the, the days of, you know, the fire station being this isolated building or the fire yes, yard, etc., yeah. they still exist, yeah. but uh, it, it's, it's not so much of a thing anymore. Um, I, I mean, the other thing it could also be is the sort of long-term, like short-term effects. You, know, you, you get a bit of a cough, but if you're one of the guys that ends up whether you're a maintenance guy or you're just off duty or second on duty or whatever the case at the fire station you're there sitting in that area because you tend to sit around the vehicle so you can quickly get to the vehicle yeah you they're long-term effects so it also might not have been done anything in the past because no one just really and also you know it's a bit like you know coal miners 100 years ago because you were <laughs> in a coal mine well you just breathe stuff in yes and you yeah. would think that well firefighters yeah, they're tough, they're big, they're strong, they <laughs> breathe in fumes all day. What's, uh, what's some diesel smoke going to do to you? But, but actually, it's, it's correct. I mean, these days, um, you know, health and safety is taken mm. to the level where I, I, I think, uh, you know, your average firefighter who does go into smoky stuff uh, breathes in much less stuff than we do driving through traffic without, you know, uh, sort of 
respirators on. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so we, we, what's the future of this? I mean, I, I, no, probably electric nothing. Fire Ele truck. Electric fire trucks. And there may be something of a similar sort, as I say, then for your plug-in cable. As you drive off, just a quick pops release, off, a quick release. So it you can certainly do that. Yeah, um, it's not a fourth tier project. It's not even a second. What are the project. main sort of design considerations for a quick release system like that, or whether it was for extracting waste or for refueling stuff up to the last minute, like rocket fuel on a rocket, yeah. for example, um, or uh, supplying electrical power or something? Well, that's sort of an interesting thought. Um, obviously, there's interaction with the ground, which is carefully avoided there. Yes. You, know, you don't have, you don't have to plug to pop out. That's wonderful. And then oh, okay. So certainly in that case, yes, yeah, yeah. And you want to. I mean, and you can see it in the video as it drives off. The thing it seems to be on a bit of a spring load because the thing then pulls itself back it into pulls the garage. Pulls up and backwards, yes. So yeah. that it's not. I mean, like your your, fu your fume extractor touches the floor. We're not too fussed. Uh, if electric plug for charging, that's a different story. Yes. But it's not then sitting out there in the open. And then when you come close the garage door, because now the truck's gone, you're jamming it and. Buckling. Correct, and, and the main thing is for these things to be easily used, let's agree that the truck is going to be parked in a slightly different position to the, oh, to the yes, nearest 10 yes, centimeters or yes, something each time. Yeah. And also if you've got different makes and models of trucks, some of the exhaust would be left, some would be right. That's you know, there might not be point, a yeah. standardized thing. But a system like that, you could have literally one each side, or the entire thing could just be on an articulation boom that it's on the right to the left, because it shouldn't make any difference to how the system works. Okay, so... Do you think it would fit every kind? You know, let's look at the considerations towards the the building itself. Um, I'd imagine most of them do not have major infrastructure in the roof that would be inhibited by having a rail system or something. Correct. Like that. All, all fire engine buildings that I've ever seen have got some form of door. Now, some of them have got like aircraft hangar things that yes, slide yeah. across. But if, if you've got sliding doors, then generally you do have some form of roof structure. Yeah. And a system like that doesn't look mega heavy duty if it was the high pressure water refilling system then that would be different you'd have to support water in the pipes but yeah. there's just well there's air with some contaminants in it so yeah. the pipe doesn't get any heavier when it's working no all no. you have to do is just support the loads with it and it is one of those looks like a tumble dryer hose you yes, know, kind yeah. of uh, elasticized type type thing what about the different size the different types of exhausts you know different sizes different end things you need some form of universal, sort of maybe like the aperture thing in a camera where you'd it, it opens up much bigger than yeah. it ever needs to be. It goes over and then something grips the pipe on, on, on that side. The only thing I'm thinking of is, and admittedly, I don't think any fire engines have it or, or fire trucks have it, but if the exhaust is not circular, if it's elliptical or... Or something like that, so whether as a noise suppression system for your fire truck. That's right. So if you've got two right next to each other, or yeah. if you've got two, yes, yeah, you'd have. But I mean, then I think it's a case of once you've got your hose sort of set up, it is just the end attachment. It is just the end attachment. So you could have a, a set of them, and yeah. you, I mean, where would the correct place to keep that be? I mean, that doesn't need to be kept anywhere immediately in the area because I mean, it's it's not like you have thirty different trucks coming and going. Correct. Trucks basically refer to their base. So it's yeah. a case if you'd have them on the workbench and yeah. if whoever's going to attach it would, you know, undo two screws or something. This or is for the, for the next two months we've got this truck up with us because it's fire season or whatever and we need a more heavy duty system or something of that sort. Is uh, a system like that very sensitive to, let's say, outside uh, weather? Because what, well, what, what is the what risk if it's, of frozen, if, yeah. if it's a Canadian winter yeah. and the doors open, you're getting ready to go? If the truck was on the inside idling, you'd basically create... 
a cloud of condensation inside there. Well, so you, you got the toxins in the vapor, yes. and you would end up with a whole lot of cloud inside your cool. Um, well, the, the fume extractor should take care of. Well, that. that's exactly what the fume yes, extractor okay, would, yes, would yeah. be. There. Well, I'm thinking on the other side of things. If it's cold in such that the garage itself is also cold inside, you've got a you know what you've got a plastic or whatever your your attachment material is. You've then got a metal tube. Or, or chrome or whatever it is um, and and I wouldn't say it's something you modify the exhaust so that it can more easily fit you everything is done on the hose system the truck yes. basically should not be touched it should not need to be touched in the slightest um, in that way but now I'm starting to think if you were to do it as a fuel system let, let's say I'd actually I don't think you'd need to do a fuel system yeah because fire trucks are not famed for driving long distances no. to get to it it's all inner city stuff the, the, yeah. the, and and that's why just based on the diameter of it when i first saw it i thought it was a quick a quick uh, oh yes no, it, it yeah. was a, it was it was bigger diameter to fire hose like yes, it was quite yeah. a fat yeah yeah i know for, i mean and, and obviously you do that based on the fact that that's for low energy for the extractor system if you were yes. to run it on a small system oh, you yeah. have a huge pressure, pressure drop and, and yeah. you need exactly, more energy and yeah. that sort of stuff oh we were both being mixed <laughs> um, right enough of that let's get back to here um <laughs> But I mean, okay, so but then what about for electrical? Because I could see an advantage for an electric vehicle. Um, quick release. A quick release. Especially considering if we're... For, for paramedics, police, uh, first yeah. responders, fire trucks, etc. Because especially, and getting back to that cold situation again, um, the sort of degradation or um, poor performance of batteries in the cold, effectively... Yeah. What you have is the vehicles plugged in continuously so that it can keep, whether as a separate system, it keeps the batteries and everything warm inside the vehicle. Yes. And when you then, so, but it's, that's in draining power. And as you then drive off. Um, so you would, you would run that out of the building, yes. wherever that energy comes from. And then when yes. your truck goes, the, the startup or whatever it is, is done. And then as you head out, you, you are done. I mean, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> you keep your vehicle permanently on. Or, I mean, it's not like electric vehicles. Well, I think an electric car would be on standby. You know, yeah, get yeah, in and get in and go yeah, like yeah, a golf cart. Yes. And the other thing that would then sort of come up, that truck moves off, uh, not a, a rapid pace, but it, you know, it's, it's not walking off. It, it's yeah. a, a, a jog. But let's say you, you're, say, more immediate responder type vehicles. There's a shooting. Police vehicles need to get there as quickly as possible, potentially. I, wonder, you, I mean, it'd be interesting to then look at how quickly the cars may leave the lot or leave a garage of some sort and then anticipate that because that thing's going to put a certain load in terms of how your system reacts. And stuff it would, like and that. also, you know, going, going where you've got one truck per bay yeah. is quite different to having, let's say, like an underground parking lot where you could have six cars in a row. It's not mm. any difficult, but now, no. you, now you just have to imagine the worst case scenario, six cars pull off right next to each other, park really closely, yeah. all at the same time. All of the electrical plug sockets pop out simultaneously. How do you stop them from swinging into each other, exactly. sparking, arcing. throwing into the vehicle wheel well and getting caught up in another vehicle? So that there would be one design case. Another one would be, you know, car one goes off and then that thing flings. You don't want that thing to crack your windscreen next door or bump into the car. So how it comes out, you want the car to go off as fast as possible. Yes. You don't want to limit that, but you no, might no, have you, to. Yeah. And it, it all just comes down to... Would it be better to then just design the plugs that they're either just like in the roof or like where the boot is so that none, there isn't anything that happens in a sideways motion that you have to arrest in, in some way? Well, my thought is 
you once it, once it's unplugged, it should immediately stop providing current. Yes. So if you bypass that that current that is being supplied, you supply it up to like a winch as a yeah. Sort of be the same with that thing. There'd be like an auto shuttle valve. In so it. as as it then comes off, that shuts off current. But in shutting off current, that then deactivates the solenoid, activates solenoid one one way or the other, which then automatically pulls in a winch that the plug then just gets sucked up. Would you would you pull it from up at the top, or would you do something where the thing is sort of partially shot off from the car, so that the plug the plug clears a bit at okay. while that's busy working? And the thing is, this could be quite a fun thing because you'd have to play with different shape police cars. Yeah. What's the new model that the commissioner's going to buy for you next year? Uh, all, all, all of those sorts of things. Um, but but I think it'd be really difficult if the plugs were in the traditional place on the side. Yes, and the one I mean the case I'm, there's two cases that I can think of that could that in contradiction would cause an issue. There's the one or two vehicles next to one another. You can't eject just out sideways; you can hit the side of the car. Yes. Now, okay, you dent a bit of a police car. Is that such an issue in an emergency? But does the system know what's an emergency? Do the drivers have to yeah. take this an emergency? Do an emergency jettison rather than a? And also, if it is on the side, how do you run up to the car if the car? Oh, yeah. is back towards you you don't want to you, you don't want to be tripping <laughs> over those sorts of things um, yeah so, you know so is it a case of well you don't always have just one cop per cop there will be multiple so yes. it's not like you can say oh well, i'm just going to put the plug on the non-driver side yeah, yeah. Say, okay well there's going to be the passenger and again you're modifying the car then at that point as well you are which, um, which is not a major thing but it, it's it's a thing which which might not uh, be yeah, right uh, yeah but what about the way that they do um I'm, I'm not entirely sure which rocket it is because you can tell I'm not really an astronaut. <laughs> um, but there, there were ones like with, with the Saturn stuff that near launched. There were the I rigid remember the hose, it, like but there were also the flexible ones. Yes, the yeah, ones yeah. that looked like they got spat out. Uh, and they, and spat they, out they, they definitely of... got spat out yeah. because the plugs like arced through yeah, the yeah. air as the cables pulled back and fell. There were definitely those. Um, yeah. and, 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 and there have been rigid booms. So my question here is, could you have a system where there's a semi-articulated thing like one of those like lamps that you move, mm, which, yes, I know which you, you could kind of pull down, plug into the car, as opposed to being a fully flexible thing that can kind of whip around like a, an eel yeah. that doesn't want to be caught? Yes, yeah, I know exactly. I'm trying to find a quick video now. I can't find it. Um, it's also, I mean, there is jettison. Now, in, in that case there, you, you're... You know, the electric vehicle companies, from all of them, they said there's, there's enough of them. They're not designing it for the situation. So none of the ports, the ports are designed for safety so that there's no arcing, no battery damage yeah. and stuff. They're not built they're with enough built space for hard compressed air to blow your plug off. Um, <clears throat> I, I can't, I mean, I'd be curious to see, you know, if you could promote to them why they should do that, but I, I still can't see a reason. What about a floor? So if, for example, this is for specially designed versions of a high performance electric car where it's all floor infrastructure but then i think like you just do skeletrix yeah i was gonna say then you're basically doing wireless charging effectively in part well it could still be connected to the car yeah, it, could be, as as it, you, it would drop you wouldn't trip over it yeah it's just now how the hell do you align the car up for for this thing underneath how do you get to it because <laughs> yes. performance cars, Mr. Sheckman, are not famous for being able to get both of your shoulders and your head and both arms and underneath it. Plus, I highly doubt that a cop is going to get out, roll out of the floor, and then plug his car in but, underneath. But, and, and that's exactly it. The thing is, you know, 
depending on what mind state you're in, you get out of your vehicle, you close it, you walk off. Yeah. You don't check it's there. But if someone's walking past, right, that car's plugged in, that car's plugging, because you can see the hose That's going right. in. There's and there's yeah. nothing, you know, you have to basically run up. Now we're designing a camera system on the ground that runs under, you know, under all the vehicles. And before you know it, you need a whole team so yes. that when cop car A comes back in with two bullet holes, bullet holes get patched and charging infrastructure drives in underneath like those car moving bots yes, you saw yes, earlier. Yes, yes, Before yes, you yeah. know it, you've got this mega, mega super, I mean, this is exactly how the police work, a mega super expensive <laughs> over-engineered charging garage for three cop cars that are quick response um, things. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, get in, fire up the V8 and then put your foot down and go. The worst you've got to do is fumes. Um, yeah. If you were to run some form of hybrid car, which is, you know, like let's say for example, I don't know which police force would want to go with a Prius, maybe just the, <laughs> the green slow brigade, but yeah. you know, like a sort of high performance car like that. You could do it where in, in tunnels, uh, underground type stuff, you had some form of zero emission. Yeah. And also from a, a quiet point of view, that might have some advantages. Police cars could then sneak up on, on things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there might be an advantage to doing that, in which case it's, you still have to charge it up. But if you do have the other engine available, then you have the option to You've charge it up while you drive. Yeah, and all charge that and boost and, and all that. But there is still going to be the case of any form of hybrid thing. You get it back, it's totally flat, it's out of gas. All right, we need to charge it up and we might need it for quick release. You're still left with that problem. Yeah. Because it will happen. And I, I, you could, again, like sort of going, always going back to alternatives, you could have it where your battery can be pulled out and you can load the next one in. But those ones still require someone to open the boot. Okay, so a lot of modern cars these days can remotely open the boot. Yeah. So if you've got your garage, because they know what vehicles they've got, they auto send the signal or boot open up, um, and then an arm comes out, grabs, and loads the next one. I think I think it would probably come down to the best so the solution is just a plug that comes down to the roof. A plug to the roof. Um, you know, we consider alternatives because of those issues of them being jettisoned and not being caught up in anything else. Um, but I think they would probably end up being the, the limitations with it, whether it's a case of you have it come down the center of the vehicle and it's on an arm that as it sort of like an elbow that bends around the sort of over the Yeah, road. sort of uh, the, the same way that trams used to reach up and contact yes, the electric. Yes, yeah. oh, what if you were to do that on Actually, the top of cars? Yes, like yeah, built into the siren thing is a, you park over here and then there's some grid up there and you just have to reach up and... Touch. And in fact, even then, I'm just actually thinking, you know, you, we're saying the plug, uh, we don't want to, well, the, the vehicle's plug shouldn't be um, modified because then, right, we're buying a whole fleet of vehicles now, we need to have them specially sent out um, oh, for that. You know that thing that you had on the car roof that had the wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just push well, up no, the wheelchair for the disabled cop that we haven't thought about. <laughs> This is how a problem goes horribly <laughs> off topic. Fume extractor, suddenly there's wheelchairs. Let's go back to the kind of pantograph thing where the, where the cop car reaches up to grab power and, well, and it could reach upwards or well, sideways. Uh, all or something. I'm thinking is whatever your, your design is that fits them because you're attaching a, and what got me thinking was your, your a light system, um, the sort of cop light yes. thing, flashing system. Um, you basically have a wire that goes from that plugs into the port. So your plug now is on the roof. Right. Yes, because it's electrified. Yeah. So you just basically plug into there. It's plugged in. Now it's clear of everyone. You get into the vehicle, you drive off. It's just popping off. That case and it's already built up above the vehicle. It's built up above the vehicle. <laughs> and you need minimal recoil force to make it lift, you know, another 10 centimeters. I mean, to if you put on the back coins. of the vehicle, 
it's just going to pull off that way. In fact, you almost don't need any quick release as long as it doesn't try to hold on uh, yes. with, with too much force. And, you know, the, the strength, which would say your standard electric cars at the moment for civilian use are like they have a bit of a, a tension to them so they don't just fall out. Yes. You design it with the compromise of I want it to be able to pull itself out. You, you, you could definitely do it where, the, like the same, <coughs> the same with fire trucks, they've got unique plugs that mm. go on things so it means that yes. I can't take my little green yes. gardena and plug into yes. a fire hose as much as I've tried um, to put out some of your toast <laughs> creations. Six of them <laughs> glued together to try and get a you know, sort of seven barrel water hose. But to, yeah, you know, to, to come up with a specialized quick release plug which is only for applicable use which has got a, a kind of sliding contact type system oh, yeah, or, or whatever or, yeah I mean, uh, a, a spring release thing or what, whatever the case is um, it would be relatively easy to do um, because it, it's not going to be your standard thing for household it would require training and let's put it this way all first responders are, are trained to some extent um, yeah I think the one thing is I wouldn't put it in, in hindsight I wouldn't put dead center in the vehicle I'd put it either driver's side or passenger side. So that as you get out the vehicle, you can plug it in. Or anyone going past seeing the vehicle is not plugged in, just reach it out. It might even be like one of those things where you have, uh, you know, first thing fighter pilots do is pull out the pin on the ejector seat so it works. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, exactly. You, you, as you're getting in the vehicle. But you have it so that if in an emergency, you know, like yes. the person that leaves their cell phone on top of the roof yes. to get in the vehicle, they forget, it just pulls out. Listen, the cop that leaves their phone on there has left their gun <laughs> in the locker as well. What kind of cop... <laughs> Kind of show you trying to run this shit. This, this pop, city of yours has got lots of problems. This one, cop car driving past, trailing three hundred meters of electric cable because the plug wasn't pulled out. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like a, a sweater that's slowly being unknitted in this in this garage of these cable, funk, 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 and slowly getting dragged out. Yeah, exactly. No, With the lights are only offered in six shades of orange. <laughs> but I mean, you can also do another way where you, you have your port and. You, you have it with um, LEDs around it so that an automated system can find it and yeah, manually. Definitely, yes, yeah. So I, you know, I think the the manual stuff would be, you'd have to weigh it up against potential automation and the cost issues with that, and yes. power issues and stuff <clears throat> associated with that. Huh. Well, that, well, that went somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice tangent. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> completely. Cool. Uh, as usual, we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.